You are now on the golden path. It's July 21st, and welcome to the S-Rank Media Club. Today, we'll be talking about the Dune movie from last year, and that'll be in-depth with full spoilers. And also, we'll be talking, we'll be ranking Final Fantasy VII, or I will be. Uh, Kudrow will be ranking Comey Can't Communicate Season 1. Um, and then we've got a new segment, uh, Steam Review of the Week, where uh, we will guess a Steam, a Steam game based on its review. Uh, so anyways, uh, Quinn, how's your week been? Pretty good. Pretty good. I, uh, finished up the season one of Demon Slayer. So, uh, finished that last night. Um, I, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Um, I know they made a, a movie for, I believe between season one and season two. So I think that's what I'm going to watch next. Um, it's, I don't know, it was just a really good series. I, I just kept wanting to watch it i didn't think that the episodes were like too long or anything like that i thought they were really good and and packed with you know a good a good amount of um action and i i don't remember what day it was but i i stayed up till 2 a.m one night just i had to keep watching the episode after episode (laughs) because it was like always just leaving me wanting more and it was not good but uh but yeah um so i'm probably gonna try and catch the movie here this week and then start on season two so um i'll keep keep with updates on that would recommend the first seasons on netflix um i think it's also on Crunchyroll mm-hmm. or the i forget the other one what's the other um anime streaming funimation i think so oh, well they don't have their service do they i mean sony owns all of them right now they do, yeah. So I think they're currently in the process of combining their libraries. I don't know what okay. that's going to look like in the future, though. I know like gotcha, most gotcha. of the things, though, that were exclusively on Funimation, though, I know like a lot of them are over moving over to Crunchy at the very least. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so wherever you can watch it, I'm sure you can find either Crunchyroll or Funimation when, when that um, merger is happening, I guess. Um, so... Um, I also got into the multi versus beta um, last night. So right now it's closed beta, but they have Twitch drops um, for keys for the game for the open beta or closed beta, I guess right now it's going to go open. I'm not sure what date it is. I believe this weekend, maybe. So like either Friday or Saturday, I think it's supposed to go live open. Gosh, um, that's pretty cool. But yeah, you can watch... Uh, you can watch a stream for an hour on Twitch, and then it should give you a drop, and you can um, either play Xbox, Steam, or PS5, PS4, maybe. I don't know, PlayStation. Um, so uh, as far as playing it, I thought it was a lot of fun. It's like mm-hmm. it's a, a stage fighter, so like Super Smash Bros. Okay. Um, and it's really unique in the way that there's duos, so like you play 2v2. Mm-hmm. But there's also mechanics within that 2v2 that like allow you to do certain things. Like you can save your partner from falling off, depending on the character, um, stuff like that. So, um, and all of the different characters have unique um, abilities and move sets. So it's a. Uh, I would definitely recommend checking it out if if you're into those types of games. Gotcha. Um, so, I mean, Super Smash Brothers has team fights. You right, can, you can do two v two there. Right, right, but the, I guess I can give one example. Of, you can play as one Wonder Woman, <laughs> uh-huh. um, 
and she has her golden lasso, you know, right? Okay. So one team advantage for her is if, if your teammate's falling off the side, she can throw her lasso and, and grab them from falling off. Okay. And that's like oh. that's like kind of a team mechanic that you can use and that's that you wouldn't be able to use in you yeah. know one v one or uh, uh, all versus or uh, sorry a one v one v one v one sort of thing. So gotcha. I think that's pretty unique and um, just Warner. It's a Warner Brothers game, so the vast IP like that they can work with is mm-hmm. pretty incredible. So I know they're gonna they're planning to add more um, characters and stuff like that. So yeah, um, we'll see how that goes, but I would definitely recommend it. I gotcha. Interesting. It, it's it's just hard to see. It's hard to think of anything like challenging Super Smash Brothers for that like game right. type. But uh, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I don't know. I think it has a chance just because. I mean, Smash Bros. Ultimate. The la- it released what now? Going on five years ago. Yeah. Right around there. Oh, so, it, has it been that long? I think it. I think it dropped in 2017, 2018. Oh, okay. but uh i I think like one of the big things is like you know if people are looking for a new experience and they are platform fighters then i could definitely see where this game might pick up a following Hmm. oh it was uh december 7th 2018 so still still getting there three and a half years but Yeah. yeah i mean people are still playing immediately so I think the biggest draw is the different characters you can play as because you can play as Bugs Bunny, you can play as Superman, you can play as Batman, you can play as uh, you can play as what's her name from Arya Stark from um, <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> you can play as Cartoon Network well, characters. They're, they're adding, yeah, they're adding Scorpion like LeBron James. Was it? I think that's I think what I heard. On, LeBron James. Yep. Yeah, Jeff what? Grubb said that. <laughs> um, hmm. Interesting. Uh, Kudra, what was your week like? Uh, well, as you kind of alluded to in the uh, the intro, uh, I did finish season one of uh, Kobe. Comey can't communicate. So, which I mean, I can say overall that I I enjoyed it. It's uh, 24 episodes are all out on Netflix. I hope, Word's out on if we'll get a season two or not, though. So. Well, how can you? I mean, did she make all the friends now? Is she past her problems? She passed uh, her anxiety. No, we're 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 making progress though. We're making progress. Uh, I I mean compared to where she was in episode one, where it's like you know she can't even talk to, she can't even talk to Todd. No, like you know all of her communication is just in writing, and all that. You know she can't really speak. You see, I mean she still she still struggles with it. Uh, by the end of the series, but like at the very like the last one of the last scenes of the uh of the season is like her actually having like this one-on-one conversation with Tadano. Uh, mm. and like, you know, she's actually able to like talk to him. So mm. you, you, you see progress being made Exciting. at the very least with regards to her problems. <laughs> gotcha. I still haven't watched anymore. I, I won't say I wouldn't ever watch anymore, but I can't guarantee I'll ever watch another episode. No, I mean, that, <laughs> I, I don't think that shows for everyone. I mean, I I appreciate the fact that it exists. Mm-hmm. Um, I but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not for a comedy anime. It's not bad. Um, I I mean, even if it's probably not a fully accurate portrayal, I appreciate mm-hmm. the fact that like you know it exists. 
it's like, you know, just to say, it's like, you know, some people do struggle with this. Sure. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I said, like, I, I mean, if a season two drops, I will certainly watch it at the very least. You'd probably, I mean, as far as the character, I mean, I guess as far as, I mean, the story is just kind of like, you know, a daily thing, the overarching plot, obviously being Comey trying to make more friends. Uh, characters themselves just feel a little static at times. I mean, I, I didn't, I feel like outside mm-hmm. of Tadano and Comey, you don't really see a lot of character developments mm-hmm. from a bunch of the other cast, which I, I mean, I guess is okay. I mean, you have a bunch of characters to balance, so I understand that's probably hard to do. But, and other than that, though, it definitely looks like uh, the anime is moving from a comedy to a rom-com, which, I mean, let's be honest, we saw that coming from episode one. So, <laughs> and then you have the anime romance tropes, which uh, can just get frustrating sometimes to watch. So we'll see how <laughs> that goes. <laughs> at least, at the very least, though, I will say in this particular case that they do go down that road with the romance tropes of things like, you know, the couple, like, you know, the two people in question can just never confess or be honest with themselves about it. At least in this case, it's somewhat justified. So. Right. Uh, but, I mean, as far as season one goes, I mean, I'd give it a, I'd give it a B. It's solid. I enjoyed it. I, I think no. if you are looking for a rom-com anime, you can do far worse than this. <laughs> hmm. Oh, I mean, other than that, uh, I did uh, I did go ahead and uh, on Quinn's suggestion, I watched The Sea Beast uh, mm-hmm. this week on Netflix, which was a really which was a really good movie. Uh, I, I know like a lot of people were talking like uh, how to tame your dragon with comparisons to that. I think Quinn even mentioned that last week. Mm-hmm. I definitely saw a lot more like PG Moby Dick, though. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good point. I mean, that that's just like what I was thinking the entire time. Like, cause mm-hmm. you have this, you have this captain and he's just so fixated on killing this sea beast. And then that drives most of the drama in the story. Hmm. Yeah. It's definitely a central part of the story that kind of makes it move. Cause without the sea beast, obviously there is no movie. Mm-hmm. And then the cat and the captain just constantly pushing. It's like, we got to, we got to hunt this creature no matter what it takes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was a solid film. Um, I don't know if I'd go quite as high as a on it, but I, I think it'd be a B plus. I mean, some of it's, I think some of the tropes and themes that you see in that movie are a little, maybe a little derivative of things mm-hmm. that we've seen before, but I still think it does. I still think it stands on its own well enough as a movie. I gotcha. Uh, I mean, the only other thing I really did this week, uh, I did watch all of Miss Marvel on Netflix, uh, not on Disney Plus. Wow, flub. <laughs> we know what you're which, talking about. Yeah, <laughs> which is now our, which is now our newest uh, Marvel superheroine. Gotcha. Would you recommend it? It's okay. I I mean, like, the big thing here is, like, if you like Marvel properties, I mean, there's more Marvel to enjoy now. But if you don't, I I probably would, like, for someone who, like, is either lukewarm on Marvel or someone who just doesn't like it, uh, I mean, like, nothing about 
Miss Marvel's really going to change your mind on that one. Yeah, I feel like that's like the the Disney Plus thing for me is that I don't care much about Marvel and I don't care a ton about Star Wars anymore. So mm-hmm. Disney Plus kind of feels like it's got a lot of that. And more incoming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Uh, well, I'll bring on our guest for this week now, um, Josh Lieto. Here is to function as our Dune expert. Hi, Josh. <laughs> hey, Josh. <laughs> we don't have audio. Oh, like. Josh, we have no audio. How do I? I think it's on his end. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Josh is talking to us, but nobody can hear him. Uh, <laughs> is your mic muted, Josh? Um, Sounds like he doesn't have audio either. Cause check your... I don't think he can hear us. Oh, no. Unfortunately. Uh, uh, I don't think so, it's on our end, is it? I don't think so. It looks like you're good to go. I don't know why you're muted. Yeah, you're showing not muted here um we can't hear you um well i guess i'll talk about my week then so um i finished uh the final fantasy 7 remake dlc the integrated dlc um and it still kind of held up um just i think with that game some of my favorite music in any RPG I've played before. I love the stuff they do with the music in that game. I feel like there's a lot of uh, variation in that game with the music. And um, did I just interrupt? Yeah. Oh, no. yeah, you can hear. You. Yeah, you guys oh, can hear. You. you can hear. No, you. I just hold, hold yeah, for I a forgot, sec. <laughs> I forgot that we. I forgot that uh, I'm opened it in Safari, and for some reason, Safari. I forgot that Safari does not. <laughs> my default browser so yeah i got the fi- i got the firefox up and running now you know right so uh yeah so colton asked me to come here today because you guys were going to talk about dune today so i have in front of me a stack of dune books with the only one worth reading visible so beneath this book are all the other dune books that are shit and you don't need to read them jeez. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah and that's my very forceful opinion um my week's been great i play rocket league every day currently plat two <laughs> across the board um, I watched Sea Beast too, so I heard you guys talking about that. I loved Sea Beast. My first problem was when that when the monster first showed up, it looked so fake because it was so big and the texture was right. so different than everything else. But then I actually, over the course of the movie, the one thing I loved was that as they got closer to the monster and as they were like traveling on the monster and that, like it, it actually you realize like like up close the texture is like that of like a like a whale's skin or something which is supposed to be like glossy and kind of monochrome and so i actually really appreciated the uh animation and i mean oh my god the 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 detail in that in the in some of the um detail in the movie was amazing like i like i i don't know it just it just looked visually beautiful to begin so that's great i love the plot thought it was great yeah a little bit derivative and it was also linked a little bit i think as my wife pointed out it was linked to because the person that was the director was also the person who did luca you guys have ever heard of that one or seen that one it's like a I similar seen him, but i have heard of it yeah it's like a similar movie right um mm-hmm. 
broadly similar. But uh, uh, yeah, what else? Um, that's I think that's what else. Oh, I've been watching uh this. Uh, I've been watching this thing called Gurren Lagann. You guys ever heard of that? I love like, that heard, anime. I've heard of it? <laughs> yeah, it's got like yeah. My friend told me that he was watching it, so I thought I would check it out. Um, and I kind of have no idea what's happening in it. <laughs> but it's it's really pretty and there's uh you know it's it looks cool and i get the basic idea which is like what it's like in the future and like people have to live underground or whatever and like they fight on the surface or whatever anyways um that's Wait, been an interesting ep- one what episode are you on oh there's like 27 episodes right yep. and like the first yeah i'm on like i'm only on like episode five or something something like that like, oh, okay. I just put it, you know, just like put it on in the background, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's partly my fault that I don't really, you know, um, but also, yeah, I have I, I kind of struggle with anime because it's just kind of some of it's so cheesy, you know, like some of it's so corny that I'm just like, mm, OK, yeah, but but I, I appreciate it in some sense. But it, but it, it let me put it this way. It, it's not turning out to be as good as it looked when I read the description. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. Mm. it's supposed to be it's supposed to be good though it's supposed to be a classic so maybe i just haven't given it its proper due gotcha it's it's definitely a classic like i mean i've watched i've watched Gurren log on a couple of times um it is i mean it's not i don't think it's a studio trigger work even though like it definitely like if you watch a studio trigger anime nowadays like it's it's all over it and it's because a lot of the staff that worked on it went over to studio trigger um from uh studio oh god was it gynax yeah i think it was gynax uh but yeah it's like they that's it's basically what happens when japan asked this particular studio to make a saturday morning cartoon and it just Mm. turns into this insane over the top (laughs) um i i i I don't even know how to describe it there i don't know you've got action you've got action you've got sex appeal you've got you know you've got like like rule of cool like awesomeness like the opening shot of the whole series is like these dudes on a spaceship and they're like so are you telling me that every star in the sky is actually one of my enemies because it's like this enemy fleet that's attacking them and i was like and they did a and they did a let me put it this way these these guys know how to make beautiful art because i was like (laughs) it would it blew my mind um but uh Fun fact yeah. about that opening scene. It has no payoff whatsoever. <laughs> well, there's a Kudro. I'm only in episode five. <laughs> they don't come back around. Well, I didn't take that away from him. That's okay. uh, I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> sorry. I mean, well, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, like, you're still kind of going to get the themes out, like, in that area. But, like, as for the scene itself, like, the word of God is as explicitly stated that, like, that scene was kind of written before the series was fully made. And so then it just kind of ended up being like a really cool opening scene that's kind of what it amounted to <laughs> gotcha. but yeah the the anime definitely effectively runs on the entire universe runs on rule of cool and manly spirit that's it. yes that's it that's what i was looking for <laughs> yeah it's it's uh yeah yeah so what else i mean that's it that's a, what i haven't really been doing much this week uh, oh i watched this netflix show the more the more recent seasons called uh the the toys that made us um did you? I kind of. I watched a couple episodes of that show, and it. I feel yeah. like it got a little boring after a while. Yeah. No. I. I, I don't want to watch like anymore now. Like I yeah. watched yesterday. <laughs> I watched like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode, which was interesting. Um, and I really liked the Lego episode. 
but it's one of those things where like yeah it's kind of the same you know because it's just right. like the story of toy companies and like how these people in the 70s and 80s were trying to get like their toys made and yeah. the movies made and um yeah it was really interesting though and it re-stimulated my drive to want to make toys so it just was really it really they have such love and appreciation for the toys and that like the people who made that show you can tell are like they pay attention to the details as like toy collectors are like known as like, you know, the most anal retentive and like most like punishing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. So that's about it for me for this week. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, as I was talking about before, a final fantasy seven remake finished the DLC and um, the music. I absolutely love the music in that game. I think it might be some of my favorite music in any RPG game. Um, And I was saying just the way they, I feel like there's so many different renditions of all the songs too. And I feel like there's so many different musical styles they touch into and the way like for less kind of important boss fights, you have lighter boss music. And then sometimes it just goes into full blaring, like heavy boss battle music. And you know, you're in the shit then Um, like that a lot. I, I kind of like all the characters, like Barrett, Barrett's hilarious. Um, I mean, it wasn't great, the original too, so. Yeah, but to watch him act him out fully, like when he says, I'm not a planetologist, that's probably, that would have been the line of the game. Um, but yeah, Barrett's one lines are probably the greatest um, dialogue in that game. Uh, and that battle system also, like I like turn-based battles, but the way that the battle system works in that remake is probably my favorite of anything so far. Um, I really, it, and I would argue that it has some influence from final fantasy 13. Um, I think kingdom hearts too, but the way final fantasy 13 uses a stagger gauge and um, you kind of can control the abilities of your different teammates in battle. Um, Cause the seven remake, revolves heavy, heavily around that stagger gauge. The stagger gauge stuff reminded me of playing Final Fantasy 13. Um, Are you is it was it Final Fantasy 13? I don't cuz like I played a lot of that and I don't remember the stagger gauge in that one. Yeah, it was in 13. Uh, cuz that was more turn-based and such. Hmm, I maybe I'm misremembering it. Um, it has been a while. Yeah. I have but, no idea. I've never played any of them, so I, I can't give I, an opinion. I, my, my brother bought Kingdom Hearts when I was in high school, and he was a couple <laughs> years younger than me. And I remember playing and being like, "What is like? What is this? And what is happening in this game? I have yeah. no idea what this is about." Yeah, you don't want to play that game uh, ever. King, about to say Kingdom Hearts die. Unless you're like a Kingdom Hearts diehard, uh, I imagine most most people don't really know what's going on in Kingdom Hearts anymore. <laughs> That's Final Fantasy and um, Disney together, correct? Yeah. Uh, kind of. I mean, I'm trying to think because after uh, Final Fantasy characters appeared in Kingdom Hearts One and Kingdom Hearts Two, and they haven't really—I don't remember them really being seen since then. Yeah, Square was like, "Hey, we got it. We got to save our IPs <laughs> from this uh, Kingdom Hearts thing, so we're gonna need to pull those out of there." <laughs> it, it does see like after two there's definitely a much stronger focus on the disney characters yeah i haven't played three i don't know if i will uh but from what i've seen like i don't 
I don't remember. I from what I've seen, I haven't seen like any Final Fantasy characters really appearing there. It seems like at this point, it's all just Kingdom Hearts characters and Disney characters. Gotcha. So uh, back to the Final Fantasy VII remake. Just continuing on what I had said previously about this game last week um, or two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Um, it it really just is my favorite battle system to date. I love the way the story's told. I think it I think it works great. I had fun playing the mini games, and some of that might be related to nostalgia. There's definitely a smidge of that there. So I I just can't find any reason not to rank it an S. Um, and I think if you don't have the nostalgia for it, I could say, call it an A, but with my nostalgia for like old RPGs and just how much I love that battle system, just how cool everything was like the graphics are great. And I, it just, the materia system, I just had so much fun with it. Um, and I, I, I have to go with an S I was, I was debating between a plus and S, but my nostalgia puts me over the edge to S. Um, I, that's, I want to play more with that battle system. I hope the other final fantasy games kind of follow that battle system, which I think they might be, but, uh, I haven't played any after 13. I don't know about, uh, 15. I gotcha. know that uses a different battle system, which final fantasy seven remake, well, maybe more. So the, the developer thing. of final fantasy 16 came out and said, it's not turn-based. Um, so it, I don't know what it is, but it's not turn-based. Not like strictly turn-based. Yeah, in the classic I feel like sense. A, I feel like most RPGs nowadays are kind of moving away from the turn-based battle systems. Right. Which, yeah, makes sense. I had a lot of fun with that seven one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Other than that, this week, um, uh, so all the rage right now is the game Stray, um, which I decided to pick up, and um, I got to play a little bit last night. I only played an hour and a half. So I don't know. I can't take much from that. Um, you go through a beginning part of the game where it's kind of like, it's like letting you kind of play around with the controls and, you know, so you go through a lengthy period of that and then you start getting into some of the story and, um, I haven't been pulled in by it yet, but it's only been an hour and a half. So I'll, I'll hold any judgment on it. Probably next week I'll have some stuff to say about it. Um, but yeah, I don't want to spoil any of it now here. Um, Do you get to design your cat or is it? No, it's, cat? it's that orange cat in the uh, like trailers and stuff. That's there's okay. a cat. There's actually a cat. It's modeled after, I believe. Okay. Um, but you'd think it'd be easy for them to like put different skins in there. Right. Hmm. No. Who knows? I think, hmm. the, I think what I'm most curious about is you have that cat backpack. Yeah. Oh, the right. str- yeah. The stray and uh, uh, the fat cat backpack crossover yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. I want to see what that looks like. Oh, I don't. Oh, sorry. I don't have it yet. I ordered it. Oh, I, I will yeah. show it when I get it. I think it's supposed to ship in August. Oh, wow. That long, huh? Yeah. Yeah. They had. So the first drop is sold out and there's a second drop. I don't know if that one's still available, but the second drop ships in September. So the first drop is all sold out. Um, hmm. Yeah. So uh, with that, we can move on to our group media experience for this week, which was the movie Dune from 2021. Um, so I can give a quick synopsis of the movie here. Um, Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great destiny beyond his understanding, must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people as malevolent forces 
explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence. Only those who can conquer their own fear will survive. Um, so I guess I'm just going to start this off. Uh, Dune is an S. Changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you can't well, considering, considering that it's a made-up rating that you created, I guess you can have that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I thought it was a great movie, too. I actually loved the 2021 Dune. Um, and I say that as a person who... Uh, obviously loves Dune, so I haven't shown you guys this yet, but these are all the books. But this is like, oh, wow. they they released all of these They because for a long time, it was really hard to get, they did they made like one edition of the Dune books, and mm-hmm. they would, you know, they would, it just took them forever. So just a couple years ago, they released all of them actually in like the same style, right? So everybody was like, oh, I gotta buy all of those. But, um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I don't think I would. Uh, I don't think I would try to change your mind that it's an S. What uh, What do you guys think, uh, Quinn and Kudrow? Ah, uh, you can go ahead first, Kudrow. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like my big, the the problem with this movie, and almost why I'd be hesitant to rank it because I didn't know this going in, is that it's part one. So I almost feel like as I'm as I'm leaving the first part of the movie, because I haven't read the books, I feel like I'm left with more questions than answers that'll probably be resolved in later movies. But I mean, mean, as far as the movie itself goes, I mean, it's very, it's very intriguing. Uh, The the, uh, political nature of things was uh, very, was very interesting how that all played out. Uh, The relationships between the characters were interesting. Cinematography was great. Um, mm. I definitely have no complaints about that. It was very dark, like literally dark. So, you know, some people don't like that. I liked the, like, like the, the cinematography and the, uh, the costume design and the visuals. I feel like so many times and so many things I watch that kind of stuff there, it'll be like almost too extravagant and it'll kind of mm-hmm. pull you out of the immersion into the world and I feel like when I'm watching this, the world is very, just from looking at it, it's very like visually grounded. I feel like it something about watching this movie. It's just like, wow, this is so cool. And, and it's not like there's not some outlandish like outfits or things to like pull me out of the world where it's like, oh, that's kind of, <clears throat> you know. And well, then, what do you think about those still suits? the suits that they wear in the desert. Cause the, the crotch area was way too pronounced in my opinion. It just looked weird. Um, the suit itself was okay, but it's pretty, it's a pretty disgusting concept that you would recycle yeah. your own sweat and everything, right. but you know, it works. I think it, I think it's coherent. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, we, we are, we do that now on a societal level. Right. Well, with it's just filtrate. it's something strange about like using your own bodily fluids and like and through it's just yeah. Um it's obviously meant to be a little bit of a gross out factor, but also like whoa, crazy, insane future technology. Right. Sci-fi. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Science fiction. <laughs> um, um I was just gonna say my kind of like thoughts on the movie i honestly got a little bored maybe that's <laughs> yeah. not a very enough, common dude. um yeah. 
opinion, but it like I did like the visuals, but I guess oh. some some of them I thought um were a little too long. Maybe gotcha. I don't I don't know. So it was like I'd be watching it and then you know you get one of those you know dreams or you know one of those mm-hmm. types of scenes and I'm like okay like I get you know I get what they're doing you know mm-hmm. mis- you know pretty mysterious like kind of trying to allude to certain things that are going to happen later down you know down the, the line and um I, I don't know it's some somehow it just it didn't click with me but yeah. I do understand if you take it as you know you know it's the first part you know they're gonna you know continuously dive deeper into all these different aspects of the plot well um, i didn't I know I, I, I didn't know that it was gonna stop there i thought that to me that was like end of the second act to me by the time right. they got to the point where they ended i was like okay now we go and and like now we really see the universe right right because but they end it like i think i have it but if you get this is the this is dune right but they did this this is how much they did so there's still this much left of the book but there's also even in this little bit of portion they did what three they're gonna do three movies you're saying colton yeah um <laughs> or, they or can gonna... i'm sorry go ahead no go for it <laughs> oh i was just like clarifying question i mean like they're taking just the first dune book and making that into three movies no it's two is what they've said so but... they're gonna also include this piece of crap Doom Messiah. <laughs> yeah, this book and what's what's the this is analogous to what is that Lord of the Rings content? That one that's it's like the something of the Shire. It's like after the after the Lord of the Rings. There's like a basically it's like an epilogue. It's like the yeah. story of the Shire or something. Oh, it, it, right. I can't remember what it's called, but like people didn't like it because it was basically like the bad guys. I think like some I don't remember, but like this book. Basically, they spend they spend they spend this many pages building up this hero, and then they take this many pages to completely destroy him, right? So, <laughs> like they build this whole universe, and then they just kind of break it with this book. Um, in my opinion, uh, not everybody would agree with that, um, especially Dune fans, because there's a lot of very hardcore Dune fans, and I do count myself in that group. But um, I really felt it felt very. Um, it felt like it ended short. It ended soon to me. Mm-hmm. I also felt that if I did, if I did not read the books with such an eye to detail, because I was mentally going in my head and I was like, okay, this is where they're at in the book. And this is where they're at in the movie. And they actually cut out some big stuff that a lot of people got really, really upset about, but they were just like, people got think- upset about dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't say. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Star Wars for nerds, right? Um so yeah. I like how you slander both bases there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but it was actually kind of hard for me to follow a little bit. Like I actually I I legitimately hear what you're saying, Quinn, because like there's a lot of stuff where like they just have like one line of dialogue and yeah. you're supposed to get some big thing from that. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was I was in awe of the visuals the first time and a bit lost. My second watch, I absolutely loved the movie way more than I did the first watch. It's like I was making sense of more things the second time I watched that movie. The first time I was like, "Wow, this is awesome! These visuals are really cool," and I didn't completely comprehend everything that happened in the movie. The second watch through, I would say my thoughts of the movie went way up because I started like putting stuff together a lot more. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, going back to your thoughts, Quinn, on it being too slow, like, I guess I get that. And that's almost one of the things I like about it because I, I like how it, it's almost like so many uh, sci-fi movies. I feel like that there's, they're like overly dramatic. Um, Star Wars being a perfect example. I feel like it gets overly, the new ones, especially new ones. <laughs> like it just feels like everything's overblown and over dramatic and it's gotta be just, just a wild fucking ride the whole time. And I appreciate the way this movie kind of flows and how the story is told. It almost the way it's shot and stuff. It's almost like it's at, at first. It's almost like I'm not even watching a sci-fi movie. Um, but I just I love how, the way how this so. How do you mean like it's not like because to me they started with those like planetary shots, right? Yeah, and yeah. I, not, I felt like that, from the beginning. Yeah, oh. not no. It's not not that it's not like visually showing me sci-fi things. Just oh, the way that right. the first like part plays out it plays out to me like a slow moving kind of drama almost or like uh, and i just feel like it does that a lot better the drama part than most other movies in this genre i've watched and i I just feel like it comes off as such a great movie that combined with the the almost like the tempered costume design like they didn't they didn't take it too far i felt like it really kept me grounded in everything yeah, I, can, I mean the I more. Can... Oh, go ahead, Gwen. go ahead. Good. Uh, I was gonna <laughs> no, say no. I can, I can, I can. I'm starting to understand, you know, the the other perspective, and I, I am, you know, getting it a little more. I, I still think I still have kind of the same thoughts about it, but I do have a kind of a better appreciation for what you're talking about, and I don't know if it's the first plot line, right? Because essentially, there's like one and a half plot lines, right? There's yeah. the first plot and then they cut the second half like right off right at the beginning of it. So I, I don't know if it's like this, the first plot line just wasn't intriguing enough for me. And then I also, to be fair, I was also keeping track of time and every once in a while I would see how long was left in the movie. So I think that was kind of playing into it too. And I'm like, <laughs> how, how are they going to do this with this little time? And then, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, that's how. So... I think I, I probably did that in bad faith as well. So um, yeah, I sound kind of, I, I sound like a broken record saying it, but like I didn't watch, I didn't pay attention to the time at all. I was like, I'm just gonna let this be an immersive experience because I love doing so much. And then it just like the credits roll, and I'm like, what? Like that they the, the best part. I was wait like the best. Oh, they didn't even do the yeah. best part. They like yeah. they were like taking you right up to see it. They're like, okay, you're gonna you're gonna get there now. And I'm like, yep, oh, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> They also cut out a very uh, scene that is uh, very near and dear to the fans because basically when the Atreides land on Arrakis, they they get there right and they like you know get their shit set up like they 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 secure the perimeter right and then they basically like have a big dinner and it's just like a big scene where like all the characters are together and everything on the surface seems very normal but like. Every like, but like you know, underneath it all, like there's a lot of shit going on. Like there's a lot of palace intrigue, and then after that dinner, the whole like the whole thing breaks down, right? And his father gets assassinated, and they have to flee, and they get invaded, and all this shit happens. But yeah, they didn't do that scene, and it's so funny that like such a stupid like they didn't have the dinner party scene, and like that was like a very, I don't know, I feel like it. I feel like it was kind of a missed opportunity, but I also feel like it was kind of a good decision because it it 
it just serves to add a lot more exposition in the book when I feel like they were kind of just trying to not, they were, I feel like they were specifically trying to not lay everything out in excruciating detail. They were just like, mm-hmm. let's go through it and we'll pick out the best parts or the parts we want or whatever. Um, but I liked it, but it felt a little bit unfinished to me and not just because it ended shortly. It just felt yeah. soon. It just felt like, I don't know. It just felt like they didn't get to make the movie they wanted to make or something. And this was like the, this was the, so when you say the movie they wanted to make, like you think they wanted to include more. It just felt like a movie that they cut a lot out of and that they, and and it was a movie that I do know, like had a lot of, it had a lot of delays, right? It took, it was supposed to come out in 2020 and then COVID happened and they were like, we, yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah, they were like, well, we're not going to do it because no one's going to go. No one can go to the theaters. And they kind of kept waiting for everything to, and then they were just like, well, okay, whatever. I guess we'll just release this part of it now. Um, but I still think it was great. I felt like the creators get some fundamental aspects of Dune. Um, let me think. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. They're going to, they're going to do this one and Messiah, I guess. Oh, they are. Is that, that's the confirmed thing. They are. Their sci-fi series in 2000 did. Um, oh, the first gotcha. three, right? So gotcha. Dune, Messiah, and then this forgotten gem, Children of Dune, which actually isn't that bad. Um, but so, yeah, how do you guys feel about the voice stuff? Like the voice, the controlling of the voice. I thought that was a really cool concept. I liked that whole thing. It was a that was interesting to me. Yeah, it's precursor to the Force in Star Wars, right? It's the same thing. <laughs> I, I guess my one question with that, and again, like I assume this will maybe be explained more in detail later. It's just like, okay, this is just something Benny Jesuit can do, or maybe some of them, maybe all of them. I don't know, but uh, it just feels like I don't really fully understand what the Benny Jesuit are supposed to be. It just seems like they're this secret organization that influences politics behind the scenes, but like in in what yeah. way and how seems to be a little unclear oh, gotcha. and for that matter how they even have those powers to begin with they are um basically if you can imagine um sci-fi uh eugenicists that are also witches that's basically what they are they're not just like they're an organization that yet like are basically witches they this 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 the voice is like mystical like it's not mm-hmm. it's not you can't break it down to like some scientific basis like it's like a, it's like a skill that whatever you have to learn. It's like part of the universe, but like it takes a lot of skill to do it. And basically they're the organization that has monopolized that. And also what they're doing, they, their goal, which is actually a, like a, and a hidden goal that like nobody really knows about. So that's, I guess I didn't say anything about it, but they're trying to breed the Messiah into existence that will like unite all of the universe. And, um, you know, that's sort of a central question of Dune is throughout this, like, is Paul Atreides the Messiah? And it's mentioned in that scene where he talks to the, uh, I, I don't know what her name is, but the lady who tests him and puts his hand in yeah. the box um, yeah. because yep. his, his, or it's after they leave there. Either way, his, his mother mentions it. Like there, some think that he's very near and some think he's already here or whatever. So like they mm-hmm. do, they do like bring up that point. Right. But I, yep. it's like with everything in this movie, right? They're not trying to just spew it all out there. They just barf it all out directly in text. 
You know, like we've set up this situation so you can describe the exact plot to us right now. You know, right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say the original Dune movie, which I have not seen. Is Same. do we have any comparisons? I was um, I was gonna only... watch it before this podcast, but I still haven't I, seen it. <laughs> I've been so my thought like of not watching it was I don't complete like I know some stuff about the Dune story, but I almost didn't want to mm. waste like watching that movie. I'd rather wait for this one to come out and kind of right. watch that. That's probably a okay. good idea, I think, because um, I think it really does suck. <laughs> like it's not that. <laughs> that's great. what I've heard. I've heard it's really yeah. Bad. Um, my dad, who was a big who wrote, who read the Dune right when it came out and was like got all his friends together to go watch Dune. Um, when it oh. first came out, oh, sure. uh, it was a big bummer. He said <laughs> yeah. they were like making fun of him. He's like, "Why are we taking us to this movie?" <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was just curious if anybody had watched it and if there was any comparisons. But it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, I've done that before. Make all your friends watch a movie, and then like it's like, oh no, it's called Tokyo Tribe. You should watch it. Oh, <laughs> God. Just do yourself a favor. J- just make sure you're not watching it in like a party setting yeah don't do like that. that yeah forgot about the opening scene but you should watch tokyo tribe sorry back to tune um <laughs> so I, my least favorite part about this movie was probably jason momoa um i don't have any problem with jason momoa but in this movie i felt like his performance was kind of weak almost like he felt his character felt out of place compared to most of the other ones Mm. and i don't know if it was just like it's like the way he said his lines it was like every i don't know something about him didn't fit to me it just felt weird he felt off from the rest of the characters did you guys get any vibes of that or he just blended in for you i thought he i thought he felt i thought i thought he was great yeah could be just a me thing I feel like the only reason like he stands out is because I feel like he was, um, I feel like all the other characters are pretty subdued, mm-hmm. but Jason Momoa's characters de- seems a little bit more animated compared yeah. to the rest of the cast. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so he, he brought an energy that I feel like the others didn't, which honestly, considering, you know, the drama of the somberness of it, maybe, maybe that was actually needed. Yeah. Maybe it's fine. Well, do All you guys right. remember where we left off with him? His character's name, by the way, is Duncan Idaho, which is a dumb name. I'd rather prefer to say Jason Momoa. But um, <laughs> where did we end with him in the movie? Where was he at he at got, the end of the movie? He got he in got, that fight in the hallway and killed a bunch of the sardines. And then... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, then he was killed. He was overtaken he was by the plague of sardines. <laughs> and was was that it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, he 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 was basically holding them off so everybody could right. escape. Right. So, so he did. Um, the, yeah, he took one for the team, so to speak. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, he right. he looked like he was dead, and then he like rose from the dead, and when was able to like stop them for a little longer because they were breaching the door with the laser. Right. Because he, like, he's like he's like ninja warrior basically. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, wow. Um, I felt like the I weirdest don't... thing. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I was just going to say that I want to keep talking about that character, but I, I, how long do I have to wait before the next movie comes out? Because I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. November and, next end year. End of next year, yeah. Of 2023? Yep. Oh, shit. That's going to that's gonna be a tough one. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, at least for me, it's like the weirdest thing about Jason Momoa being in this movie was that he didn't have a beard. <laughs> I like the only, to- only time in history I feel like I've seen him beardless, clean shaven. Like, what? Who? Who are you? <laughs> yeah. More like Jason Momoa beard. <laughs> that's a bad one um, uh, I appreciate it though yeah uh, another scene I loved was when they arrived on the sandy planet and like they're like in the dark and then it like opens up and then you kind of like it's like when you're waking up in the morning and the morning light kind of comes on your face and and you just uh, like you see all the sand just blow in and it looks like a shitty sandy like hellscape. It's not like, it's not like a beautiful sandy place. I love the way they make that feel like they're just coming into this like pit of death. Cause it just feels like a shitty place when they go in. Like as soon as they open it, it's like the, the light after they've been sitting in the dark and then they walk out and there's just like heavy wind blowing with sand everywhere. I feel like I like the way that's portrayed. I feel like typically you wouldn't see, you'd see it portrayed just like a nice sunny day in the sand. Um, but I feel like it, the way that's portrayed, they like portray it as like a deadly kind of unforgiving place. Yeah, it is. It's the, it's the only place in the universe besides the planet of the sardines where they like the planet itself is so it's so the, like the Sardaukar is supposed to be like the elite. They're like the Marines of mm-hmm. the galaxy. Dune is the only place in the galaxy where literally just living on that planet and living among the people that live there will make you hard enough and tough enough as a person to go up against like the, the best soldiers in the universe out of necessity. You have mm-hmm. to fight to, you have to fight to eke out an existence on that planet. And right. so as a result, like the Fremen culture that develops is like very, they're very warlike. Um, and uh, we didn't really get into that though. We just started to enter their culture in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a little yeah. glimpse of it with the little duel that Paul had. Did but, he? Ha- he had. A, did he have a duel at the end with somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Fremen guy. Oh, Stilgar, um, Joaquin Phoenix. Right. That... His so the uh, character. Uh... The character is Stilgar, right? But the but the guy. No, the guy was not Joaquin Phoenix. No, I don't think I so. I don't remember his name. But yeah, he has to fight that guy you know, in their ritual battle thing where he challenges him right. and then he has to kill him. But he right. doesn't kill him. Oh, but he does. He does. He does? Yeah. He does. She tries not to, but then... I need to rewatch really this movie. No option. I really got to rewatch the movie, I think. Yeah. Which yeah. Good. yeah. He, 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 had be, he had him beat, like, a few times and then he decided not to slit his throat because he didn't want to kill him. Right, and then the dude, the dude was getting pissed off at him because he wasn't killing him. <laughs> right, and so then he finally killed him. Oh, uh, a... oh, so it, so Joaquin Phoenix was, yeah. So it's not Stilgar; it's the, someone else. Yeah, yeah I the, remember the this. Character's now. name yeah. is, uh, is it was it is it Jamis or Jamis? That sounds right. Jamis, I think. Basically, he's just the yeah. big meat, the meat bag. He comes in, and fights the meat bag, and then yeah. beats him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and makes I think sense. The, Stilgar, even in, like I said, are you was he toying with him? Because like right. he had so many opportunities to kill him, and he's like, "What the hell? Is, what the hell is he doing?" And then his mom's like, "Well, he's never killed anybody before." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, right. It's an interesting. Scene. Yeah, Dune's one of those interesting stories where the hero goes on the quest with their mother, 
kind of says a lot about Frank Herbert and maybe some of the mother issues he had because it does, it's very rare. It's very strange, but yeah, they go on that quest and um, man, there's so much shit that happens. That I want to talk about, but I can't talk about it. We're talking about the movie. <laughs> so movie was great. Um, some things that I thought were poorly explained uh, something uh, that was brought up earlier this week on uh, our other pod Colton's other podcast was like, why? Right. That was the only thing I didn't really feel like, like, why is this conflict happening? You know, at all, mm-hmm. you know, what, like, what do the Harkonnens want? Um, that's something I thought that was kind of poorly fleshed out, but I'm sure that, you know, I, I think that can be, you know, rectified in future movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from also, other st- oh, sorry, go for it. Oh, from other stuff, gonna... <laughs> from other stuff I had seen on the, uh, I had looked at some other stuff like going into kind of doing the movie, and um, there was some of it went into the idea that like, um, the Atreides were like, um, the father. What's the father's name? Um, the father is well, they're all the father is Leto. Leto. My last name, Leto. So Leto Atreides was like seen as like favorable among the houses and he was gaining too much power was kind of the reason that that's what I had kind of been led to believe from the stuff I looked at, but I haven't read the books, but that's, that's, that's what it would suggest. That's what I kind of mentioned in the movie too, was like the emperor was worried about the Atreides becoming too powerful and then essentially overthrowing him. So he wanted to take them out of the equation. But the reality yeah. is that the Atreides are totally loyal to the Emperor. Like they wouldn't betray the Emperor. It's actually the Harkonnens, the ones that are that need to be. So I feel like there's. A, I feel like ah, I'm just trying to remember. But I thought, I, I thought the Emperor was in collusion though with killing the Atreides family off. He That's is. what it seemed like to me too. But I really it think is. he was more so manipulated into creating that situation because ah. basically there's a council, right? That's mm-hmm. like. They have in Dune, they have this Frank Herbert. What a goofball. He just would pick up dictionaries of random languages and just find words and just throw them into his universe. He did no work in terms of language creation. You know, <laughs> J.R.R. Tolkien wrote his Lord of the Rings, you know, 40, 50 years before Dune came out and created not just fully formed languages, but fully formed language families, right? Like, and wholly fleshed out languages with vocabularies and grammars and histories and cultural stories and he did all that and frank herbert literally just was like well i think that the fremen live in the desert so their language is arabic so i got an arabic dictionary and all of like the fremen language is literally arabic he throws in like a couple hungarian words in there and shit like that because he that took his fancy one day and then but the council that rules the universe is called the landsrad which is literally means like the council of like lands in like Dutch and Danish and like all these Germanic languages. Um, it's a literal it's. And so he just, he, he really, I think that's a flaw that's deep in the Dune universe itself mm-hmm. where the, the, some of the, some of the universe creation is very flimsy to me. Hmm. Um, and, but I think that, you know, in, in that kind of way, like not focusing so much on like the language and the text is probably a, uh, probably a good thing about the movie yeah gotcha. i was just gonna say about kind of the different factions involved it seemed like there's like the imperium which was like 
all of the houses together and then they'd meet with the emperor and so the emperor seemed like he kind of it was like split in half so you had the emperor and then you had the houses and then everybody kind of would you know come together and make decisions and it was more of like a balance thing of like how do we not have one of the houses become so powerful that it overthrows the all the different houses and the emperor so well, the that's what kind but of the reality like but the reality was in the landsrad the the atreides and the harkonnens were basically the only powerful houses at that point all the other houses were total vassals, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Um, so basically the Harkonnens are like, the Atreides are their only enemy. And then conversely, the Atreides are, okay. you know, and I, I, I don't, I have to like, I have to go through this again and check, but for some reason this is triggering a memory in like the Dune and Desert. This is also great. Like at the end of the original Dune book, there's all these appendices where he just wrote all this, like, here's the ecology of the planet. And here's like how this works. I'm pretty sure that if I remember correctly, um, the houses are, yeah. So that basically Dune, Arrakis is the only planet in the whole galaxy that produces spice and mm, spice yep. is the thing that enables interstellar travel. Mm -hmm. And so the emperor, so the Landsrad basically splits up, um, basically like nobody can just have that planet. Right. Mm, right. Like, it and and different houses will are allowed to like occupy and like mine and other houses have like mining rights right so like even when the harkonnens were mining i'm pretty sure there were still like other houses that were like sending in to get like little supplies of spice right mm -hmm. but anyways um i think that basically i think that the i i'm starting to seem to remember that that transition was actually more mundane than we would think that it was just like now the emperor says it's time. It's like you, like the Harkonnens have been have they've they've lived in the planet for they've they've been mining spice for like eighty years, you know. Like it's time for somebody else to occupy. If that's I that's kind of how it's portrayed in the movie, right? Because they come and they sign papers, like a whole formal thing, and then they they go like that's right. That, that's how it's like. It's like displayed. transference of rights and ownership, but mm -hmm. it's like just according to like what legally is defined in the in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And Herbert Herbert loved that. He loved the like the political intrigue, and that's really the strength of Dune. I think the sci-fi stuff is really cool, and it's set ten thousand years in the future. The interesting thing about Dune being is in our timeline. We are the ancestors of the of Dune, like according to Frank Herbert. It's I've just always like, kind of felt like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah, we are the ancestors of Dune, and of course, uh, Herbert mentioned the only person from our world that he mentioned in his book that we recognize, of course, was Hitler. But he's like, he, he talks all about how like the, he's like, oh, we found these ancient records from like the earliest records of civilization. And there were this, there was this, you know, leader that was so powerful and did all this stuff. And, you know, they, they, he writes it in a way, it's so obvious what he's doing, right? He writes it in a way where you are supposed to sympathize. Are you supposed to think that, think that this leader was awesome and like a great yeah. military leader? Yeah. But then of course, at the end, the punchline is like, but it was Hitler. <laughs> and like that also solidifies like oh okay like this is this is literally this is in our right. universe yeah i gotcha yeah interesting hmm. huh. it's it's kind of it's kind of gimmicky and he did a lot of that kind of stuff in his writing um but i really i think that the movie in a broad sense felt to me kind of like a love letter to the book 
kind of like hmm. the best parts like the but the creators understand the basics my favorite part i think was the shot of the burning hand burning when hand. at the beginning when he so when he when paul has to do the test right where he has to put his hand yeah, in the right. thing yeah it feels right? yeah oh yep yeah that shot like that is so i was just i don't know what about it but it was just like because in the book you have like no idea what's happening and you're learning as it's going on same thing in the movie right yeah but right. i just thought mm -hmm. i just thought that shot was like so beautiful they did it so perfectly mm -hmm. and that the way that scene played out where like you're you really i really felt like i was in his psyche mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. well i overall like i i think i'm still on my s rate ranking um I think this is probably one of the best sci-fi movies, in my opinion. Um, yeah, where are you guys at? I give it an A minus. That's not. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's got to be an A or a B plus. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would. I. I didn't say it earlier, but I would give C beast to B plus and Dune an A minus. <laughs> so is is an A minus an A? Uh, no, an A minus <laughs> is an A minus. An A minus. <laughs> There is no A minus. <laughs> oh, there isn't. So it's B plus uh, or A. I, I give it a B plus. Okay. And that sucks. Mm. I can't give it an A minus. I wanted to give it like a ninety-two. You know. But anyways, what That's about you guys? Probably an A. But <laughs> what what is uh, what what's your rating, guys? I'm I'm a little torn. Where are you at? I, I'm I'm kind of with Josh. I'm kind of like right there between a B plus and an A. Um, I think I lean more A. I mean, I, I like this movie. I, I did. I, I'm definitely looking forward to the to the next parts. Hopefully, have more you know, see more of the story, have more answers of the Dune universe. Uh, but or the Duneverse, as Josh as it referred to it early. <laughs> yeah, that 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 is the correct term from the 1960s, and we got to continue oh, it in circulation. Okay. Yeah, right. people have been saying that since the beginning. All right, we'll title this episode the Duneverse. Oh man, dude, the Duneverse is so vast, though. We're talking about such a small part of the Duneverse. We should you All should right. talk. You should title it like "Pieces of the Duneverse." <laughs> part. Yeah. Anyways, so Kudro, you're in yeah, like what? A minus gonna, B, B plus. I'm gonna say A. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll give it. I'll give it the A. Um, and we'll. Damn. Yeah. I'll give it. I the feel a. like I need. I, I don't know if I'm just on it being influenced by peer pressure, but I feel like I need to change mine to an A because it was good. <laughs> I, it's. I can't give it a. I can't. It shouldn't. The letter grade should be an A. I'm okay. going to A. Okay. A. <laughs> not. Right, not an comes, S, though. It's uh Quinn's gonna knock it down here for us. <laughs> so I was originally going to go with a C plus, but the more we talk about it, I'm going to yeah. give it a B. Whoa, I'll give it a nice. B. Yes, I'll be. Very generous. Wow. Um, I, you, I, I don't know if you movie. really feel that way. I don't know if you really feel I that do. way. I do. I feel like your hatred of Star Wars is just... I know, dude. I don't know. You manifesting it in your. I don't know where reading. it happened. I used to love Star Wars. Like when I was a kid, like I loved the first what? three Star Wars yeah. movies. But when you, was it when you reached the age of reason? No, I think it was the the three movies, the, the last the three. new ones. Yeah, the new three movies. I think that's what really just well that that is some of the worst Star Wars content on the market right now. So you really got to argue it's the worst Star Wars content on the market. Yeah, I mean, of all time, probably. Yeah, probably not all time though. I got well, worse. At some point, we will uh, do a draft of the worst Star Wars content, 
Dude, so I am. Need, yeah, Colton, no. A lot of content there, though. Yeah. Well, that, that's why you do a draft of the worst Star Wars content. But we yeah. already have one planned for today, so we can't do it today. Yeah. Um. But you guys, the problem is, is the worst Star Wars content. Like, no one's seen it, but it is. You can view it. And you. And like Christmas it, special? No, I'm talking oh. about. I'm, not, I'm talking about Ewoks. I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, you've never seen Ewoks, have you? That well, shit is insane. Or weren't they in episode six? What are you they were about? they were in Return of the Jedi, and then shortly thereafter, George Lucas authorized a series of TV specials, which are horrible mid '80s sitcoms just set on Endor with Ewoks. They make no oh, sense. God. Most of it is just like Ewoks squeaking at each other, and then like a couple very like incredibly annoying children who cannot act saying <laughs> lines. Um, that's like some of the worst stuff out there. Holiday special, I kind of enjoy because it's so hated I've never, now. I've never seen it. I have no idea what. Plus, I, dude. Plus, it has the cartoon at the end that introduced Boba Fett. Oh. And I mean. Well, there you go. You know, if you were around in 1979, <laughs> uh, you know, it was. I mean, people loved Boba Fett from the beginning because he's been a mystery. He was introduced in the holiday special. Nobody knew anything about him. Then he shows up in Empire Strikes Back and. Uh, you know, he just has the coolest costume ever. Anyways, we're talking about Star Wars. <laughs> we're not supposed to be talking about <laughs> All it. right, we'll, we'll go on to our segments for this week. So a new segment we're debuting this week, uh, the Steam Review of the Week. Um, so Quinn has a Steam Review um, that it's the best Steam Review of the Week, but also Kudrow and I do not know what game it is. So we will make an attempt to guess what game this review is for. So uh, I can have Josh guess as well. Josh, Josh, Josh couldn't guess. Well. guess. <laughs> so uh, just to clarify, it's it's not necessarily a review from this week. It's just a review that I oh, I right. found while while yeah, scrolling yeah. through uh, Steam. Just because I've I've had some fun going through Steam reviews a review before, so I thought it'd be this week. Yep. Right. 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 All right. Um. So this review is from Trio Big Mac Bacon. Um. He recommends this game. He's played it for seven point six hours, which isn't a lot. Um, so, but it was one of the most upvoted, uh, reviews. So the review goes, if you like to never go outside and if, if you only want to play the same game for 12 hours a day, then this is for you. One of my friends plays this lasagna is his name. It's been a whole year since he's touched a woman. God bless his soul. (laughs) 10 out of 10 would let it steal my friend again. Uh, There's no information about the right. actual game. Uh, All World, of, done, it's a huge World of Warcraft. <laughs> World of Warcraft final answer. That is a good guess. That's why it's not on Steam. Kudra, that's aside the point. I'm making the most quality <laughs> guess here. <laughs> so I, I, wait, I, how do we want to structure it? Do we want to go like one by one, or do we want to like just say like everybody has uh, a guess at once? Do we yeah, just we, say it all at once? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, that's, that's a terrible idea. Messy. Yeah, just that's go ahead and go one by idea. one. Just throw your guess out there for what so game. So Colton's is World of Warcraft. Yep. Mine is... is uh oh I had one in my head. Wait, wait, wait. Well, I was gonna say, should I give you like some sort of like way to narrow it down, like the type of game, maybe? Yeah, you could tell us the genre. What's what's the Steam genre tags? Mm-hmm. Or a couple um, of them. Let me pull it up. So it is an MMO. Oh uh, that, that, <laughs> that, that right, makes Jack. sense. That makes oh, sense. Um <laughs> New World. I mean, New World, like... final answer. New World. Okay, we got New World from Colton. Finally, I was New World. at first. I was gonna say SimCity 2000, but I guess I mean, are are any of the Sims games on Steam? 
Um, yeah, EA, yes. EA games are on Steam now. Yeah, Sims Four are, is on. Steam. Are 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 those do those count as MMOs? No, no. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna go with SimCity 2000. Okay, good okay. guess. All right, Kudra, what do you got? I wow. Um, okay. I've been hearing a lot about it lately because I have a buddy's dad who plays it. Um, so I'll, and so, and we already mentioned star, talked about Star Wars earlier, so I will say Star Wars: The Old Republic. Okay, those is are all. Good? Those are all pretty good guesses. It's going to be Final Fantasy fourteen, another MMO we didn't guess. That would have actually been a good guess. Yeah. Um, it is similar to New World, according to Steam. Okay. Um, also to Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, the game it is, is it is a classic game. RuneScape. It's RuneScape. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> of course it is. I could have. I could have said that. So. That's that great. That was a funny one. Yeah, well, uh, it I out guess. Loud. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> no points for anyone this week. <laughs> um, so uh, the other segment we have this week is the segment we started last week, top tier. So uh, last week we selected the, our, we created a tier of Stranger Things characters. Uh, this week we are going to all draft a tier of Mario Kart characters. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> Any Mario Kart? What Mario Kart? Well, the newest one, which I believe has all the old ones in it, right. as far as I know. But so, but is this just like our is this just like our preference or it's like our um it's just like we're are we should we have played this game? Are we like uh, you're trying to create I mean you've played old Mario Kart before, right? I've played yeah, I've played You're trying Mario to create Kart. the top tier of Mario Kart characters. And then People for people to vote on and say this is the best tier created. So you're gonna draft characters. So once somebody else takes it, you can't then take that character. So we'll go in a snake draft. Oh, um, so Josh, since you're the guest, we'll let you go first, and then we'll just go clockwise around our. So, so I mean, can I take Mario? Yes, we will draft. We'll say three characters each. We'll draft okay. three characters each. So it's a snake draft. So it'll go four, then back to one. So you take Mario. Kudro, you're up next. I mean, I I guess I'll take my favorite Mario character, Luigi. And with that, Mario and Luigi are out. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi is my favorite, so that's a bummer. <laughs> Damn, I'm Bowser all the way. Um, you shouldn't have told me that. You know, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Waluigi. Interesting he gets a lot choice. of play, you know? He's yeah. a pretty good meme character. So he's going I, for I the like Gen Z vote. He, he, he's got, <laughs> Dude, have you memes? Quinn, have you Smash. heard of um? Have you seen? Have you heard of that book that's about? There's like a someone wrote a book about. It's called like I I We Waluigi. It's like about how <laughs> no. Waluigi. It's like postmodern semiotics, and it's how like Waluigi is like the ultimate ultimate contemporary man because he is he has no identity of his own but he's totally formed by identities of other people around him like he has no right. his identity is 100% based on a reflection of other people anyway right. don't let me, okay so we got yeah, no i haven't read that but uh I'll well i got yeah uh you're on the you're on the you're on the discord right yep yeah i'm going to uh All i will right. find i'll find a quote <laughs> Post it there. All right. Cold. What do you got, called? Great. <laughs> Josh will post that in our Discord. Join our Discord. It's, worth, um, it's worthwhile. <laughs> uh, so I'll take Toadstool, um, my classic from the N64 days. Um, and then, since this is a snake draft and I have the next pick, and I know who Josh's favorite character is, I'll take Bowser. <laughs> Good call. Good Low call. blow. <laughs> so, uh, funny thing, Toadstool's not in Mario Kart 8. 
What that he's on the character. Very right? interesting. He's on the character list. I'm looking at it right Am I now. Missing him? Toadstool. Yeah, he's on there. Listen, they would. They would. They wouldn't go and take. Are you talking Toad about Toad. Out. Yeah, that's his full oh. name. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were talking. About, I was thinking of what's his name. Uh, the old Toad. The old Toad. Yeah, Who's the old Toad. Name? I don't toad, know. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. I'm not sure. Anyway, he's in. Uh, he's in Togepi. No, uh, oh, Togepi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's so um, many. They, they created so many toads. Toadstools. I'll go with uh, Yoshi. Okay. <sighs> Uh, that's who I was gonna take. Really? Salad. Interesting. Mm, let me think. Uh, let's see. I'm. I'm trying to look at a list right now. Yeah, I need. Uh, I need to like see these. I see. I'll put it in the Discord. Oh, they're like DLC characters. I, God, that that feels like cheating. You remember? Though. You remember the characters from Mario Kart? Uh, not all of them. Oh my gosh, dude! I haven't played Mario Kart in so many years. Oh my gosh! This I actually is... was playing a lot like a year ago. Oh I actually gosh. think the last time I played a Mario Kart game was when the 64 was still out. Oh my gosh! Really? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I've played the newest one. Yeah. No, that like I can once? I can show my age at the same time. Nice. Um, I just oh, put wait. the character list in a picture of the character list in the into the um, general chat. Nice. Oh, you you got you got Lincoln in here. That feels like cheating. Yeah, yeah, dude. They've added some DLC. They added Link. They have added um, what's her name from uh, Super Mario Galaxy, Rosalina. Oh yeah. I... Oh, the lady with the star earrings. Yeah, they got the um, the villagers in there. Uh, yeah. All right, Cooter, who but do you want? Seeing... The Inklings. I, I mean, I feel like I almost feel like it's cheating, but I'm gonna take Link. What a terrible boy. pick! That's not even oh, a boy. real Mario Kart character. That's <laughs> embarrassing. You see, That's Link embarrassing. Is and you know what? Especially in Breath of the Wild, when you can get the, the uh the uh, oh god, what's it called? The uh the Z cycle or something like that. So like that tells me Link's got no. mad riding skills right there. Yeah, that's not that's not Mario Kart. <laughs> Hashtag not my Mario Kart. <laughs> All right, Josh, you're up again. Or, All right, no, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. you I'm get gonna two take picks, the, Josh. I get two picks. Well, I'm going to start yeah. out by taking the septic and libertarian version of Mario, Wario. <laughs> okay. I think that's a perfect description. Septic yeah. and libertarian. All right, so I have. Yeah, one pick left. This is your last I pick. I know. I got to look. I'm looking at these. Um. Okay, so that's good. Uh, and I'm gonna take um shit. <laughs> like, well, you guys, what else do I take here? Uh, I'm gonna take. You I'm gonna take peach. shy guy. I'm take. I'm gonna take peach, and no, I'm taking peach. You don't want peach, dude. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm going for. I'm at this point. I'm going for thematic. I got Mario. You got a, You got a pretty good. You got a pretty. If you had, Bowser, I know. Luckily, no, dude, I stole I really, <laughs> No, no, dude. I'll take. Uh, I'll take Donkey Kong. Wait, you don't uh, want Peach on Donkey Kong? Oh, no, fuck Peach, dude. She's she's essentially the same as Mario, just the girl version, right? Wow. Oh. <laughs> what? I got Don. I got what? No, wait, no. I already have Mario. I already have Wario, so I can't take Donkey Kong. Oh my gosh. This um, is... <laughs> who you I guess, uh, I guess I'll take. Oh, I'll take. Oh, oh, I got it. I'll take Boo, the ghost. All right, that's Ooh. a good pick. 
King Boo, I think it is. Is that yeah, King, King Boo? Yeah. Hell yeah, King Boo. All right, Kudra, your last pick. Uh, I, I was about to say, I'm, I'm a little torn between two because I, I could go Rosalina, but uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take my boy shot guy. That's a good one. All right, Quinn, your last pick. Um, he, I think I gotta go dry bones. <laughs> I love that name. Solid pick. Yeah. And then for my last pick, I will take Peach. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because you have what Bowser and Toad. Yeah, so you kind of need Peach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fine. You can have it. Um, I'm going to post these in chat. Message us your vote for the best one. Um, Quinn, do you want to go on to our gaming and news topics? Yeah, so let me pull it up. So I believe it was just announced yesterday. Discord is now going to be on Xbox. Oh, yeah, I saw which that. Which has been kind of a thorn in the side of console gaming with integrating yeah. with PC gaming. Right. Um, there you are. I'm even... oh, sorry, go ahead. I was oh, going to say there is a third party application that allows you to essentially integrate discord onto your xbox that i've tried using before that was pretty spotty mm-hmm. so it works sometimes but then it would just cut out and so it really wasn't reliable so, so i've played games before on xbox with people from my computer and what you can do is you can get the xbox app on your computer and then you right. can join a party but it sucks it's like there's no settings you can edit whatsoever. Like one time I was like, can I like edit the volume on my mic? You can't. Um, you really can't do anything with it, but there was a way to do it. So we played some cross-platform games with some friends on Xbox and it did work. But yeah, the Discord's going to be way better for that. Right. Um, I think there's a party size stipulation too with Xbox. Um, I've played... I played Halo with a few of my friends on Xbox parties. Um, mm. It would be nice to just be able to have everybody in one in one chat, though, instead of having to leave Discord to go to Xbox. Sure. And yeah. um, I do, though, there is one caveat with this, and that is, I believe you need to use your phone as well as like oh. a, like a like a, a tether, almost. I believe I haven't gotten too far into it. Really, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Weird. So huh. I'll look into it a little more. And see how that goes because both of my brothers play Xbox and I, you know, yeah, want to in the Discord. Cool feature so then, yeah. Nice right. to make it better for you, <laughs> right? So, um, I'll probably report back on that, but I just thought that was really cool. And um, yeah, well, sorry, PS, PS or PlayStation players, I don't so, know what's going on with them. Sony has a deal; they had an agreement with Discord like from a year ago. But it didn't actually bring Discord chat. It just brought like Discord statuses. Um, okay. So you'd think maybe they'll get that too eventually. But it would be nice if it all kind of goes into that. But right. who knows? We'll see. Yeah. So I guess if you're an Xbox player and you got some PC friends, that'll be uh, pretty nice. Otherwise, you can use Discord on your phone. It's just obviously a hassle because then you have to be on speakerphone while you're you're playing and. I think the nice the, the nicest thing with obviously having Discord is you can hear a 
party chat, but also your game audio. Your game sound, time. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've right. done Discord with like sitting on my couch with like earbuds in. Um, it's okay, but right, not mm-hmm. what you want. So looks like things are going in the right direction, I guess. So, um, that's that story. I noticed a story about Ubisoft, which we talked a little bit about how um, the digital versus um, hard copies last week. Mm-hmm. And it looks like this article from Kotaku about kind of the similar things uh, with them dropping um, Assassin's Creed. I forget what game it was. Assassin's Creed, one of the Assassin's Creed um, games that they're essentially taking off of. Mm-hmm. Um, Steam. Now they're delaying a bunch of games and uh, cutting a game, I believe. Yeah, um, they so, canceled a couple. Yeah, so I know they delayed the new Avatar game, um, the James Cameron Avatar. Mm-hmm. So I don't know when that was supposed to re- be released. I assume it was supposed to come out with the new Avatar movie. Yeah, I'm um, sure. But mm-hmm. overall, it just seems like it. Ubisoft is having some trouble. So, yeah, and that's that's kind of the way it is now, where these companies have to hit really big on some releases, or else they're just not making profit. But right, yeah, part of that's probably just because of the cost of game development at this point. Yep. Um, I know another big one was uh, Ghost Recon um, Battle Royale that they had planned that they Mm. scrapped. Um, which I assume was kind of supposed to be a, a competitor with like Fortnite and uh, so Call of Duty. Do you? I mean, do you wonder if that was solely based on like a financial issue? We need to cancel this now, or if it was kind of like a uh, maybe battle royales aren't going to be hot in like six months to a year. <laughs> like maybe we missed the boat, right? Um, and then I think. Uh, they're coming out with a new Call of Duty one, correct? Aren't they coming out with a a new Warzone essentially? Yeah, so the new so got to compete with that. Um, Modern Warfare, re, like it's not remastered, yeah. but it's the, right. the next gen Modern Warfare Two game is supposed to come mm-hmm. out with a new um, Warzone game mode as well. Right. Um, I know Ghost Recon. Their past, I forget what game it was. There was a new Ghost Recon that just did not do well. And I'm wondering if they've just kind of given up on ghost recon. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, I forget what it was called, but it was like you drop in on an Island or something like that. And you have to like fight this warlord guy using like, he uses like drones and stuff like that, that just did not get good reviews. So um, I also do know that the gaming industry is probably on the brink of recession um, just due to the huge growth that they had over the past two years, say, starting with COVID. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody was inside. And so, so all these companies just started pumping out content. Yeah. I mean, it's. I feel like it's expected. It's because it's like sales are contracting a little bit this year compared to the past couple overall. Um, but I still feel like long term, it's probably still <laughs> has uh, growth potential looking at like five years ahead. Um, yeah. And I mean, it feels like with some of the games as a service, like if you can make 
one that gains traction, then there's a lot of profitability to be had. But then like looking at like Ubisoft, if you're not hitting something, then and you've seen it a lot lately with companies that I mean, I guess you've seen it through gaming more than just lately, but where companies miss a few times in a row and then all of a sudden this company that made amazing games five to 10 years ago is like going to fold. I mean, look at like how bad Capcom Capcom was pretty bad off from what you heard until Monster Hunter World came out and then Monster Hunter World blew up and made them. And then like now look at Capcom with everything that's coming out, like with their success with the recent Resident Evil remasters. Um, Mm -hmm. Like it's amazing how quickly that can turn around if you can hit on something. Um. Yeah, Double so May Cry 5 did really well, too, as I recall. Yeah, it's like if you can, it's amazing how quickly, like, if you can catch that or catch like a, a games as a service game, like a, a, an online game that has some kind of additional money, like profit mm-hmm. in there built in for people to keep playing. Like you see companies hit on that and then all of a sudden everything's golden for them. So, yeah. I, I guess maybe a recession, but I still feel like the companies that have those hits are going to keep going, you know? Yeah. I mean, from Ubisoft's perspective, maybe it's more of a, you know, downsizing recession. Right. Coming. Maybe they're so, trying to protect themselves. Sure. Right. They, they have invested, you know, this amount of money when, you know, the overall investment could continuously go up and they might not see the revenue that they're looking for. Well, yeah. And that's, this Kotaku article you're referring to as well at the end, like they go over the games that that uh, Ubisoft has for the rest of this year. And it's like the Mario plus rabbits game. And right. it was like one other game that didn't see. Oh, the, uh, I can't remember what it was, but it did not look very interesting. So, yeah. And I know that's not just a Ubisoft problem. I know it's even trickling into like, esports and and uh sports gaming journalism and stuff like that yeah where i know dallas i think the local dallas newspaper mm-hmm. or the national dallas newspaper i should say they laid off a bunch of gaming journalists um a couple of esports organizations just laid off a bunch of um employees um and a lot of them had just gotten jobs i guess so it's like it seems like with the overall recession and the the huge growth that the gaming yeah. industry saw due to COVID, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because it could be a sure. steep drop off. I think. Yeah. So. Gotcha. But. Whatever happened to Rareware? They got bought by Microsoft uh, in the two thousands. Yeah, a long time ago, they got bought by Microsoft. They're just um, not, and they're not, they're not producing anything anymore, right? They're just folded into whatever Microsoft is doing. Uh, they're a micro. I mean, I don't know the specific. You ever see but, like a rare? You ever see like a game that's like a rare, rare game coming out anymore? Um, I they they were absorbed into Microsoft. They're I don't know if the Microsoft Studio is still called Rareware. I mean, Microsoft has a ton of internal studios at this point. Yeah. Um, so that's one of them. I'm trying to think the last Rareware thing that would have been. Probably Diddy Kong know. Racing. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, um, I'm not uh, sure what the status is of Rareware actually. But yeah, yeah. You know, uh, do we have no, any I'm other looking for, I'm lo- news topics here? I was just kind of wondering what games were actually produced by Rareware now that they were 
mentioned. It looks like the last one that I'm seeing was Sea of Thieves, and that was back in 2018. Oh, oh, well then, okay. Well, they're they're literally running Sea of Thieves currently. Sea of Thieves is currently a successful game that has they just came out with a new season, or they're coming out with a new season of the Sea of Thieves. Um, that was a game I actually thought we should consider for our um, group media experience at some point. Um, it looks pretty fun, but yeah, that that's still a successful game. I didn't realize that was Rareware. Uh, that is Rareware. <laughs> there you go, Josh. They're making Sea of Thieves, dude. That is supposed to be a good game, right? Um, so when it first came out, Sea of Thieves was kind of said to be thin and it didn't have a lot, and it was kind of like you played it for a while and it was cool, but then there wasn't much else to do. Um, it's been out for a while and they've been working on it. And the word now is that there's content to it and it has a following. And I don't, I it it's it's enough to where I'm interested to try it out now. And like mm. back then before I was like, eh, I don't need to play this, but all the stuff I've heard about it, I, at some point in the next year, I will probably try that game out. So, yeah, yeah. I'm looking for, I'm looking for more games. I'm, I'm like, I have, I have to play something else besides rocket league, but I just have a <laughs> switch. Right. So it's like, what can I, I don't know. I'm just like kind of lazy, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like this is the perfect place to talk about game recommendations. So you've already played Zelda. Um, you played a lot of Zelda. Um, I mean, do you what kind of game do you want? Do you want like an adventure game? Do you want an RPG game? What do you like? I think that I'm looking for uh, like like a multiplayer game, like an MMO. I don't I I don't want like a one player. I don't want like a yeah. single player. Switch is a bad world. place for that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, it the Switch doesn't have good online capabilities compared to everything else. Um, I'm trying to think that, and it's not multi-platform with most things. Do you, do you, have you ever played League of Legends? <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, no, I don't want to recommend it. I'm saying. Oh, he's played po- Pokemon Unite. Pokemon he played Unite. That. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say you played that. That's a multiplayer that yeah. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, it kind of just makes you want to play League though. It's like, well, if I played League, uh, this would be better. <laughs> ouch. That's, that's, that's League of Legends. I've never played it, but that's one of those games where I keep, I see it come up in like people talking like as a candidate for like the most toxic fan base of all time. Or like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. it'll yeah. run on a toaster. So if you got one of those, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a toaster. Um, um, yeah, no, I know. Colton, you told me that cause like Dark Souls 2 was out for the Switch a while back. Uh, Dark Souls Remastered was on the Switch. Uh, yes. Yeah. Dark I was gonna Souls. play that. I'm. 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 I might be. I might be into it. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, Dark Souls, great. Highly I recommend. Mean, yeah, I played. I played like 700 hours of Breath of the Wild. So I. I play. But I like kind of got my open world fix for a while with that game, and now I'm yeah, like, Dark Souls is not open world. It's. It's. Oh, uh, it's not. No, no. It, it's kind of open, but it's not like an open world. It's a. Oh, okay. It's a it's a full world that's like you can walk around and it's all connected, but it's like a I don't know what you call it. Uh, okay, so like if I'm thinking Semi-open about Dark open Souls, world? I wouldn't no, even call not, it open no, world. No, it's so not so open like, world. So here's the thing: like with Dark it's Souls, a, yeah, go ahead. You have like you definitely have different areas, and you have things that you have to do, but the order that you can really do them in is pretty open ended. In that regard. So, uh, I mean, but the thing is, though, it's like there are clearly areas intended to be done in an order. So, like, if you wander into one area uh, that you're not supposed to be in, you're just going to get you're just going to get killed. Right. You get wrecked. Yeah. It's very it's very much like 
I don't want to, the term for me, the term railroading comes to mind, but it's not really railroading. It's just like, there's like a, there's like a, there's a, there's a better order. What is it called? Soft gating. Where, yeah, because it's not like a hard gate you can't walk through, but good fucking luck getting through here. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, so it's almost like using Dark Souls as an example. Like, because when you get to the first main hub of the game, you kind of have two paths you can go to. Now, theoretically, if you're good enough, you can walk down either path, but one path is going to be a little easier than the other one. <laughs> Yeah, right. first time I played Dark Souls, I spent like six hours going the wrong directions. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get very far. <laughs> I ju- I forgot that I I bought the new Lego Star Wars game when it came out, and I played the first three. I played the original trilogy, but I completely forgot that I even have it. Like I haven't played it since then. So it I sucks. Kinda... You forgot about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I it's kind of one of these things where I loved it when I first played it, but then it just got really repetitive. Uh-huh. And kind of kind of boring with what I could do, so I was I I just it's it's right now it's just yeah. one of those moments where I'm literally realizing oh my god I forgot I have that game that that's bad it's a bad sign for that game yeah well Kudra and I both strongly recommend Dark Souls if you're looking for a I might I might jump into it I mean I need something else at at this point um, yeah yeah yes play Dark Souls I I I don't think you'll regret it. Um, it's supposed to I mean, be like all... really like punishing right it's like, uh. I mean, you guys, you guys kind of described the soft gate nature of it. I think that maybe refers to what people. It are is very about. punishing. Yes, it's very yeah. hard. Yeah, but it's okay. fun, and it's yeah. But would recommend. Um, mm-hmm. Did we have any other any other topics for today? Or is that it? I don't have anything else I on my end. I think that's it. Other than if you want to talk about our group media experience. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're pushing our monster hunter world discussion by a week. So instead of next week, we're going to start um, that we're going to do monster hunter world two weeks from now. Uh, we're gonna take some more time to play that Quinn's going to be off next week. Um, but what we're going to do next week instead is we're going to start our new series ranking of cage. So we're going to work towards creating a complete ranking of Nicolas Cage movies. We're going to complete a a full list of Nicolas Cage tier movies. And next week, we're going to start with two of those. So we're going to start with the movies Moonstruck and It Could Happen to You. And they're both available on HBO Max. So we encourage you to watch along with us and we'll come back next week and we'll do we'll start our ranking of Cage series. Wait, wait, we're going to watch Moonstruck first. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I just watched Moonstruck. Like no, you a didn't. Ago. Yes, Lori, my wife wanted to watch it because she she was like looking for a movie, and I was like, "Well, have I grew up with Moonstruck, so I don't even need to watch that." I've one. never seen it before. I, oh, so I, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say I, I haven't either. All right, so Moonstruck and It Could Happen to You, both available on HBO Max. Okay, um, I haven't seen can, It Could Happen to You. Can't write that you down. can find me on Twitter at Boltron City. Uh, you can find Josh on Instagram at at, at semanticalities. I'm a I'm a real master. I make great reels, very entertaining. Give I'll give you your moment of calm. I'll give you your moment of cool. I'll give you your moment of I want to be this person. Um, <laughs> you can find Kudro on Twitter at Kudro's Corner, but I don't think he's ever posted anything. Yeah, we'll Kudro, you, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you can Twitter. find. Kudra right Twitter's here. definitely still a work in progress. <laughs> I uh, I have not done anything. I actually just created it, uh, probably only a couple weeks ago. So uh, 
it's, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. All right, Quinn, any any handles to throw out there? Not at this time, no. <laughs> All right, you can find Quinn right here next yep. week at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. The audio version uploads to podcast feeds Friday morning on all podcast platforms. If you like the show, give us a follow on Twitch or YouTube. Helps us out the most or subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. And we'll see you next week. See you guys. See you guys. Yeah, everyone. <laughs>